How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How sweet it is to be loved by you. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios, with Jeff Calkins on today's show, presented by Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas, online at redrivertoyota.com. We're back with the Gabe Coon Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. I needed someone to understand my ups and downs. There you were. Jeff Calkins is columnist of the Daily Memphian, and also hosts the Jeff Calkins Show 9 to 11 right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. He's on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. Jeff, how's it going? I'm good. Good to hear. Uh, was that dunk of the year last night, John Moran over Wimby? It's funny. Um, I, was listening to, I was listening to John Martin discuss this, and Jason and John discuss this. And it was It was sensational. But if you're being honest... <laughs> he dunked around him. I agree. Not on he dunked him. around him. Connor says I have to say he dunked on him, though. So I'll, I'll go he with it. He dunked around him. I mean, with, if if we, we do have to talk honestly. And again, again, it was spectacular. And uh, it was spectacular. But he did dunk. Like, if you, and, and I'm sure you, I don't know if you have played. If you play Eric's call, you can see Eric immediately says, well, he kind of he dunked it around, and then and then Elliot's no, like he, he got, got him. him. He, got, he him. got him. And then at that point, who wants to argue that right. he didn't get him? So Eric kind of throws in the towel and agrees that he got him, and then we'll all say he got him, and he did get him. Like he did get him, but what did he get? He got a dunk around him, which is damn impressive. But he didn't overpower him, which is your classic dunk on a guy. Is that not, I mean, my, well, but I the only thing, the only thing, here? if you're going to say he dunked on him, there was at least a semblance of a contest from Wimby, right? Hand went up. He didn't jump, but hand went up. I don't care about, yeah, but it wasn't with conviction. Like he didn't, Listen, you can tell a big difference between Aaron Bain and 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 the other the Jakob Pertle and the other dunks. Where where there's no we're we're not discussing it. Let's just put it that way. There have been other Jod dunk on dunks where we aren't sitting here the day after debating did he or did he not get him. (laughs) And so the fact that that literally on the broadcast last night. Eric and Elliot had to discuss it means there's at least some ambiguity as to whether he dunked on or dunked around. I, I, but if you're being honest, you have to acknowledge that. Like it yeah. was, it was, he dunked 
around him. On, around, kind of, whatever. It was he got unbelievable. Him. He got him. I like that one. He, he got he, him. I think he, he, yes, he got him. I mean, and listen, on the other, it, particularly when you contrast that with his first drive where, where, you know, when we got, when we got job, like black, and this time yep. he got him, he, he didn't get him. He also got him the time that he hung in the air, you know, <laughs> he, he goes in the air. Wemby goes up. He decides just to hang there like a freaking hummingbird, and uh, and and then you know and toss it in. He got him that time too. Got him differently, but um, so it was a sensational moment. And the fact that he delivered that moment or anything close to that moment is pretty remarkable. The fact that here we are, like the first time they uh, face off against each other, and there is a moment like that. Like that, he can just do it on demand is pretty freaking remarkable. But it wasn't a classic dunked on moment. It just yeah. wasn't. Yeah, no, it was it, a classic moment, but it wasn't. Aaron Baines, Jalen Smith, yeah. we know all those ones are yeah. going to. Those they're better, are more emphatic and persuasive. Yes, for but sure. This was Wemby. This was Wemby. For they're sure. Different. A good start to twenty twenty four. And I, I, I know you posed this question. Yesterday, and I just want to ask you: I did, was, Do you view twenty twenty three with the Memphis Grizzlies in Memphis? Is that is that one of the worst years of Memphis Grizzlies basketball? Twenty twenty three, getting knocked out in the first round with high hopes. Uh, Stephen Adams going down, all the injuries, and then the start to the season. Is that is that as bad as it is it as it's gotten? I know we've had some bad teams. Yeah, there's been there's been moments. It, it's certainly been the most disappointing year. Uh, you know, depending on, on how you, there have been there have been years where it felt like Grizzlies basketball didn't matter. They were worse competitively. There was nothing fun to look at. There was, you know, there's been years that were just grim, and so, but you never got your hopes up, right? You know, whatever. There have been 23 win seasons. I think like they're they're going to win more games. Um, you know, however you measure it, the calendar year, whatever else, than than a lot of. But, and then there's also been other cataclysmic moments. There's been, uh, you know, the Christian Leitner, Brian Davis sale that didn't go through. There's been uh, the Fisdale stuff, the eruption, him getting forced out or whatever, the Marcus Gasol Fisdale. Yeah, I mean, there's been other, you know, moments of, of unhappiness and, and, and high drama and that sort of thing. There's no question that, this has been the most disappointing if you measure it against expectations. You know, there's nothing like it. There's been nothing as deflating as you're, you're literally heading into last a year ago on this at this time they were second in the West. Mm-hmm. And look at them. And so yes, we've never had a year as as grim as that in terms of of, of expectations. And then we've never had a moment as high profile, even the Brian Davis, Christian Leitner sales stuff, as embarrassing it was, it wasn't as high profile as close to high profile as the jaw stuff. So, um, yeah, I think it's certainly been the most deflating year, if not the worst year ever, the most deflating year ever. And then that way it's not, there's been nothing close. What are you looking for the rest of the year? As far as like roster construction is concerned, like moves being made, maybe offloading John Conchar, uh, Zaire could be up for discussion. Xavier Tillman, the fact that he's getting a bunch of DNPs, maybe he's up there. Like, what are you looking for as far as this front office and movement within this roster and how they have made it up? Well, I mean, I hate to be the person who's preaching 
patience. But what I'm looking for is whatever they do by the trade deadline, they'll do by the trade deadline. I think the question is, if you're being honest with yourself, what matters is what this roster looks like going into next year. This year, even if they get into the plan, what, you get into the plan and play Denver? Like, come on, this year, this year, as a, from a competitive matter, is pretty much toast. You can, you can hope to get into the plan, and you should. You should hope to get into the plan. But what really matters now is what the roster is going to look like next year. And so whether it's making trades at the deadline or whether it's making trades this summer, I'm not doing anything in terms of anything substantial. I'm not wasting any assets on making them better just for this year. The the question is, what can you do at the deadline or this summer that's going to make them, uh, you know, one of the top three teams in the West next year. And I think that the, 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 Obviously, the gaping hole right now on this team is at center, which is yep. a freaking disaster, right? I mean, I think arguably the worst wor- – th- th- there is no team uh, that is illiqu- as, as lousy at center as the Grizzlies are right now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, that, I think that's a pretty fair. strong argument. And so the question is, well, what's the answer there? And the way that Chris Harrington phrased it on my show was the dilemma is – there is probably no one who is gettable either at the deadline this year or this summer who is better than the theoretical Stephen Adams. Yeah. Right? Than, the, than, than Stephen Adams, what he can be if he's healthy and all of that. And so are you trying to – what do you think Stephen Adams will be going into next year? How much confidence that you do you have that you know what he'll be? Obviously, they thought he was going to be available and ready to play and healthy this year, and it didn't turn out to be that. So even if they think he is going to be healthy and ready to play next year, well, how much confidence do they have in it, given how badly, apparently, they misjudged that situation heading into this year? And so are you going to do something? What are you going to do with the five? To me, that's the biggest question. There are other questions. Um, you're going to have to ultimately, like you've got this, clutter of wings, whether yep. it's Laravia or Zaire or Kancha or Roddy or whatever, you're going to have to sort through and presumably offload those. But I think the biggest question on this team, honestly, is who, what's going to happen with your, your five heading into next year? And is that something you're going to solve at the deadline? Or is it something you're going to solve this summer? Or are you just going to wait for Steven Adams and Brandon Clark to be healthy? What would you like to know. see? Like, I, I sort of look at Stephen Adams. I, I know it's theoretical, Stephen Adams, but I, you know, PCL surgery. I, we still don't know the full significance of that injury. But I still, I, I have hope that Stephen Adams coming into next year will be fully healthy and comfortable. He's not overly old. He's he just got to his thirties. So, well, that's the thing. I, I don't. Again, I think the best version of the Grizzlies. Because I don't, it's hard to imagine. Like, who is the, the Clint Capel? Like, who is the, who is the Nick center? Nick Claxton. Think, so I've seen, like, those names thrown out. Andre Drummond. Yeah, but he's not, he's not better than what's. Yeah, what I, he, I think those, I, but I think all of those, like, trade, when you see the trade uh, uh, machine thrown out there, I think that is, it, it, you're thinking too in the moment. And I don't know if that, that, I don't think this, I don't think this Grizzlies front office is worried about this particular low moment. I don't think so at all, and I don't think that they're worried about – I don't think they're building for this playoff season or for whatever else. They should be building for next year. And, you know, here's the problem, though. If you and I agree, 
healthy Stephen Adams is probably better than anything you could imagine that's available that you could get to be for this team. You can't really, it's hard to conjure a better center for this team than a healthy Stephen Adams. The problem is two things. One is, is he going to be healthy? And then secondly, how much faith can you have in your assessment, even of Stephen Adams, given how wrong you were as an, you know, about his injury. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know. Is he over? Like, do you have faith that he's, you know, that he, that, that, that you can even correctly assess his mindset, his injury, whatever else heading into next year is, can you trust? I mean, can you imagine what it would be like to say, Oh, well, our answer is going to be Steven Adams next year and then have something like this happen again, where he's not ready. Ugh. Like people that would be unforgivable. People yep. thought it was unforgivable this year that they've so badly misjudged. If you do that again, you can't, you can't do that again. So you've got to be damn confident that you've got a 100% healthy and engaged Stephen Adams. And if so, you may not have to do anything at the five. You know, I mean, obviously, Ivan Tillman is an is an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year, so I'm going to presume he's gone. But um, so I, you know, and then beyond then, you have to figure out, you know, what you're going to do with with with, you know, how does Marcus Smart fit, and how does you know is Luke going to be here long term? And yeah, there's lots. And then this, as we mentioned, the clutter at the at the you know wing position, you're going to have to clear up, and there's there's other things to be done. But the center is the biggest uh, is the biggest. Um, you know, dilemma that they have, it seems to me. Yeah, talking with Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins on X. We have the Darko Ryakovic uh, return trip tonight. Um, and the, the Raptors look completely different. You have Manuel quickly starting at point, RJ Barrett in there. Um, I haven't really gotten to discuss the, the Knicks Raptors trade as a whole, but the Knicks got OG Ananobi, a guy that I think a lot of people in, uh, in sort of grizzly circles have, have circled for a while. What did you think about that trade, ultimately? OG Ananobi, Precious Achua, Malachi Flynn to the Knicks, Raptors, Emmanuel Quickly, R.J. Barrett, second-round pick uh, via Detroit. Um, I, I I still think the Knicks are a piece away, but that doesn't make me think that they didn't do relatively well in that trade. Yeah, I think you look at that trade and you think, oh, I understand. I, I think it's the proverbial makes sense for both teams, right, for two reasons. One is the roster's. Like, like uh, you know, the, the 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 what 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 did the Raptors need to do? They needed someone who wasn't just another. You know, they needed someone who was a ball handler and a scorer and a like, and and they needed Emmanuel quickly. And so he fits in perfectly. It seems to me. Uh, I think he's got a higher ceiling um, than even he's shown in New York. Although he's been really good in New York, and so he's a perfect fit um, for that team. And. The you know the the Knicks what did they need they needed OG on and they already have a, they already have the scoring guard that they you know and so they needed a wing and um, so I think just from a positional fit it made sense RJ Barrett's also Canadian I think he was I don't think yep. he's a net negative but I think I, I don't know given his contract I don't know how much of a positive he is but then the other issue was in addition to the positional fit you had two teams each with a player on the roster who they didn't think they would be able to retain for one reason or another. The, the Raptors knew that Ananobi was going to leave at the end of this year, and so they had to do something finally with him. And the Knicks quickly is a restricted free agent at the end of this year, but he wants to get paid. He wants playing time. He wasn't going to get that in New York. And so uh, it, to me, I thought it was 
you know, we'll see. But I thought it was a, a, a trade that made a hell of a lot of sense for both teams. Yeah, and I, I, I can't get over Tom Thibodeau. He will never stop trying to recreate circa 2010 Chicago Bulls. I mean, he wants OG Ananobi. He wants to be the Luol Dang. He, I think he, he is Taj Gibson still on that roster. Can someone check for me? Right. I believe Taj Gibson still on that roster. He will never give up on on what he started with the Bulls that got sort of hampered by the Derrick Rose ACL injury. Well, and and uh, OG Ananobi is a guy who would obviously appeal to Thibodeau. He's one of the you know he he is literally maybe the best three and D in the yes. in, in 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 the league, and so. He can guard point guards. He can guard wings. He can like he can scale. What he's he's perfect for Thibodeau. So and I mean the the risk is of course, um, you know he's an unrestricted free agent, but his agent happens to be the son of a Knicks executive, and so I suspect they have a pretty good idea that they're going to extend Ananobi uh, at the end of this year, and so. Um, so that that risk that existed for Toronto, I don't think exists to the same level for the Knicks. Now, I'm not going to say that I, I feel bad about the situation with the Warriors right now, but have you seen all the quotes that have been coming out from uh, Steve Kerr, Clay Thompson, and Warrior Circles? Steve Kerr basically saying that he has not talked to Draymond Green on the phone. He's texted back and forth. He hasn't uh, been in the facility with Steve Curry hadn't seen him there, and they're giving each other space. That's never a good thing to hear, right? Like they, uh, giving each other space, it means you're about to break up. And then you have Clay Thompson saying, "You know, I had an insightful conversation with with Steve the other night about enjoying where I'm at in the sunset of my career. It feels like the Warriors, and it's felt like this all year. It feels like they're done. It feels like this iteration yeah. is over with, and they're going to have to make some tough decisions going forward. And I think they already made one tough decision by not extending Clay Thompson. I would really be enjoying this as someone who has loathed the, the, the Warriors for a long time. I would really be enjoying this if it weren't. It takes some of the joy out of it that the Grizzlies should have their, you know, if the Grizzlies had their draft pick. Except for the Marcus, obviously in the Marcus Smart deal, they dealt away the Grizzlies draft pick. And so the only thing that gives me any pangs that stops my complete enjoyment of the Warriors sort of reaching the the end of their run is now I have that pang of, damn, I wish I had that pick. Wish I had the pick, yeah, to just rub in their face. So I'm not enjoying it as much as I would have um, otherwise. What's amazing is to see on social media how many. How many Warriors fans want Kurt fired now? Like, that's there's, nuts, there's, right? Now, that's kind of nuts. I think it's kind of nuts. Um, I do think there are issues of, you know, who you're starting out there, and like when you're moving to the. Like, I think there's a real um, loyalty or whatever else to the old guard there, and I think that's a transition that they're having to make, and they're necessarily making it. Um, smoothly um but but i don't you know i don't know i don't i don't i don't know how you could you could be too critical of steve kerr yeah now last thing for you jordan hankins hired as the full-time dc i don't know if we've really hammered it home enough 
What he did against Iowa State in that AutoZone Liberty Bowl was damn impressive. In a, in a calendar month, to change around the entire defense, to stick with a 3-4, to have the two overhangs, to feed all the run schemes directly to Chandler Martin and all those linebackers, that was a change and an escape from what they did under Matt Barnes, and they did that in a calendar month. Now, some people could say, you know, Iowa State, how much of it was that they weren't uh, prepared for what the Tigers were about to throw out there under Jordan Hankins? Sure, you could argue that, but I think – that as a D.C., that's your job. You have to throw wrinkles at other teams to make them uncomfortable. And I, I like the hire. I, ulti- I ultimately it's like the hire. fantastic. I mean, a, a, just it's pretty audacious just decide to do that on the fly, right? right? Like, like, that's the job. I mean, people used to say, people said about Belichick all the time is that he'd create a new defense. Now, it, you know, when you, have, when you have a month to prepare for a, for a bowl game, it's easier than week to week. But right. that was the genius of Belichick is Belichick would, would – Create new defenses on the fly all the all all the time for uh, to give people different looks. So I'm just going to you know the difficult part here is is I'm now going to expect the defense to that never gives up any rushing yet. <laughs> and I think having set that bar, like I'm going to be disappointed the first time so, you know someone you know breaks a hundred yards on them. So that's going to be crushing. But I mean it's a hell of a bar to set zero. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast rushing yards um so no it was damn impressive
Yeah, but if you want to be the one person, and I, I brought this up, I'm not going to be this guy because I like the hire. If you want to be the one person that has a negative thought on this, it is interesting to think that they did hire Matt Barnes when Jordan Hankins was right under their nose last time around. On staff, ready to go, had the UT Martin defensive coordinator experience. It seems like most of the players that have played for him really wanted him here. I'm not into, you know, uh, player hires, but that is a that is a plus when you add his his track record and what he did in the Autos on Liberty Bowl. Um, but if you want one dissenting thought, I think that that would be the thought. Why did it take so long? Yeah, I don't really. I, that doesn't bother me. Um, I, you know, if you think that you can, you can have someone who you think is, would be fabulous for the job and find someone who you think is even more experienced and would even be better for the job. And I don't think that has to disparage or, or, or discredit the person that you are, uh, you know, that you're passing over. I, I, you know, I, so I don't necessarily, I, I don't take that as much of a criticism. I hear you. I hear you. Um, I don't, that, 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 that does not bother me. I got you. I got you. Well, Jeff, I appreciate it. We'll do this again yep. tomorrow. See you again. Yes, Bye. sir. That's Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins on X Daily Memphian columnist and Jeff Calkins show 9 to 11 right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Now, Oxbow, family owned and operated retail store in Memphis right there off Poplar on June Road behind the Amico Station, 964 June Road to be exact. I hope you took advantage of their holiday gifts. There is so much in there. I mean, you had clothes, uh, you have game day gear, you have vintage vinyl, you have hunting and outdoor essentials, you have shoes, you have socks, you have belts, you have everything that you could possibly want at 964 June Road, off Poplar on June Road, behind the Amico Station. They have the best brands, Free Fly, Fair Harbor, Duckhead, Mizzen, and Maine, Genteel. You're going to love what you see when you get in there. Two-story storefront. The staff is friendly. Earl the dog's waiting for you to go in and there, go in there and pet him. He is a he's a local Memphis celebrity. I think he's A-list at this point. But go into 964 June Road and get to Oxbow. And also, if you if you don't want to just go into the store, I know some people like to shop online. They have an online store as well that I can give you a discount on. Shopoxbow.com is where you find their online store. And uh, when you go to check out at shopboxbow.com, use my promo code, The Gabe Show, all caps, no spaces, The Gabe Show, and you'll get 20% off your online order at shopboxbow.com. But regardless, if you're going in store, if you're going to shopboxbow.com, shop local, shop Oxbow. Now it's time to take a trip around the National Football League. Coming up next, we have a lot of backup quarterbacks as we approach week 18. We'll discuss that when we return. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Coon Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Back in on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. It's time to take a trip around the National Football League, brought to you by Longshot. The San Francisco 49ers. All right, so listen, going into week 18, there's a lot of drama that will unfold. There's no question about it. AFC South needs to be played for AFC East, NFC East, NFC South. All of those will come down to the final week. But with that, I had to start with the 49ers because the 49ers are going to sit their starting quarterback because they have gotten the one seed in the NFC. So Sam Darnold will start. And then also in the AFC, it looks like Tyler Huntley will start in place of Lamar Jackson. So we have Tyler Huntley, Sam Darnold, and then the other confirmed starting quarterbacks. You ready for this list, Connor? Blaine Gabbert, 
Jeff Driscoll. By the way, Jeff Driscoll starting for the Browns. And when was the last time a team made the playoffs and started five different quarterbacks in one year? That's nuts. That's nuts. That just shows you the Browns are a scary team, ultimately. Carson Wentz for the Rams. Nick Mullins. Trevor Simeon. Easton Stick. Tyrod Taylor. Sam Howell. Mason Rudolph. Jarrett Stidham. Now, we again, we're going to have a lot of drama in Week 18 when it comes to uh, good teams trying to get over the top and win their division. But my God, the starting quarterbacks this week leave a lot to be desired, to say the least. So um, I would say it should be fun. With those particular quarterbacks, it will not be fun. But we will we will have drama regardless. The Las Vegas Raiders. Now, um, this is kind of an interesting situation that is uh, brewing. Because I talked about yesterday Jim Harbaugh. Uh, potentially being tied to the Raiders because he just hired an agent, Don Yee, who represents Tom Brady, who's a minority, uh, who has minority ownership stake in the Raiders. He also represents Sean Payton, who's a coach in the NFL. So we think Jim Harbaugh may be headed to the NFL. Um, but you asked me yesterday, Connor, what do you think about Antonio Pierce? Antonio Pierce right now, I believe, is 5-3 and three as a Raiders head coach. He's done a really good job with that team. Turns out Devontae Adams stepped up in his presser today, and he said, on interim head coach Antonio Pierce. It's who I wanted, and he's my vote. That's basically how the whole locker room feels. He embodies what it means to be a Raider. I'm rooting for him. That's a message sent directly to Mark Davis. And Mark Davis, again, I'm not into player hires, but he has shown that he has rallied the troops here, and these guys really want to play for him. They're having fun again, like they were not having fun with Josh McDaniels. And Antonio Pierce, let's not act like he's like new to coaching. He's been around for a while. He's done the college ranks. He's done the NFL ranks. He's done a good job with his position groups at linebacker. He's got that ring with the New York Giants. Like, he he is a guy. It's not necessarily who you think would be hired in, in the NFL, but I think we need to go down this path a little bit more often. We already have a diversity issue, and I think Antonio Pierce, based on what he's done um, down the stretch for this Raiders team, he does embody what it means to be a Raider. He does show that he can win ball games as a head coach. He does show that players will follow him uh, into wherever right into that foxhole right so i'm telling you i i still think that jim harbaugh if he is out there for the for the taking for the raiders they'll probably go that direction but having the players step up and on on antonio pierce's behalf that means something that really means something if you're the raiders if you hire harbaugh after these comments do you fear maybe like the players bucking against it or do you think that they would just get over it. I mean, you have to be a professional in these situations. So I think those guys um, would understand Jim Harbaugh is the guy with more experience. And he is the guy who has been to the heights as a head coach that they want to reach a a Super Bowl ultimately. Um, But I I do think there will be some, it's clearly going to be dissenting voices if they hire anybody but Antonio Pierce. I don't know if you lose the locker room if you do that. Um, but I wonder what Mark Davis is going to do because he's made these decisions and he ended up his last decision was Josh McDaniels. Um, maybe at this point, let, let somebody else make maybe the, the that, players that should make the hire. Maybe the players <laughs> should make the hire if you're going to continue to make bad decisions. But if it's Jim Harbaugh, I, I'm sorry, that's a good decision. Yeah. I, it really is a good decision if you're the Raiders. It's a good decision, but I'm, I'm rooting for Pierce. I'm I am too. I am too. And again, I, a hire like that. I think would lead to more hires like that. Football guys who have been around the game, a minority hire. I think it leads to more. If he has success, people will start to see that and follow the trend. So I think that it would ultimately be a good thing for the National Football League if a guy like Antonio Pierce can hold a position like that. The Miami Dolphins. This is sad. Um, 
Tyreek Hill had to leave practice today. I don't know if anybody saw this, but he had to leave practice because his house was on fire. He had a fire at his house, and it did not look good. Uh, We don't have the full details of what ultimately uh, was left behind and what got damaged and everything else, but he had to leave practice. He was standing there by his wife just watching his house up in flames, and I, I, I mean, no way you can feel anything but horrible for Tyreek Hill, having a good year, trying to, you know, make a playoff push, get into the playoffs, uh, get this Miami Dolphins team to heights that they haven't been in a while. But to have that happen in the middle of it, in the midst of it, that is not something that is fun to deal with. The Detroit Lions. All right. Um, <laughs> there's a lot made about Saturday's game with the Detroit Lions going for it three times to try to get a two-point conversion. Um, we know the first one was foiled by the fact that Taylor Decker did not report as a eligible receiver, and he ultimately caught the game-winning um, two-point conversion that was called back. And there's a lot that's been made about it. And I, I'll say this. I think that it really is on Taylor Decker and the Lions to understand if they did not say it expressly on the field, because they said 70, Dan Skipper. They said he is reported eligible on this play. If they do not say 68 is eligible as well, I think you have you have to take a timeout and you have to get everything all figured out. Now, is it on the, the referee who was on the field for not uh, reporting um, Taylor Decker eligible? Sure. But at the same time, when you didn't hear him reported eligible on the field, you should have taken that timeout. But the NFL has uh, given a response to the Taylor Decker report, no report situation in that Cowboys 2019 win over the Lions on Saturday. NFL senior VP Walt Anderson said in a video sent to all 32 teams, it is the responsibility of the player to be sure that change in status is clearly communicated to the referee by both a physical signal with his hands up and down in front of his chest, sort of a wipe down, and to report to the referee his intention to report as an eligible receiver. I agree with Walt Anderson on it. I know that it looked like Taylor Decker absolutely reported, and I don't doubt that he told the guy he wanted to report. But in the end of the day, as soon as that, uh, there was no announcement over the loudspeaker, you should have taken that timeout. And then also, I, I have to say, I know Dan Campbell. I love Dan Campbell. I think Dan Campbell's done an unbelievable job with the Lions, a job that not many people have been able to do with the Detroit Lions. But to go for it two times after that, when you were on the seven and then on the three-and-a-half-yard line, just kick the damn extra point, go into overtime, and try to go win a game against Dallas Cowboys. I, You know, everybody's focused on this report, no report situation. I'm more focused on the decisions that were made after that. And I thought, I thought the Lions kind of botched it to a certain extent. No people will disagree and have a dissenting voice on that when it comes to my take, but that is my take on the situation. Now, uh, uh, make sure when it comes to the holiday season, get into the new year. All your wishes are going to come true with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Gabe K, G-A-B-E-K, again, G-A-B-E-K, and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL and 92.9 ESPN. You must be 21 plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you have a gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. 
888-957-9789. Now, small talk is going to be a doozy today. We had a women's college basketball game with the biggest margin of victory ever, and we have a Jimmy Kimmel and Aaron Rodgers beef. I'll explain when we return right here on the Gabe Coon Show. Feel is their appointed duty. They keep trying to tell me here. All you want to do is use me. I know how tempting it is. Constantly, when you show up to your local liquor store to buy that national brand that you've been buying for years. I mean, you've been grabbing for that bottle for 10, 20, 30 years. You've been reaching for it. But did you know, whatever that bottle contains, we have a local distillery that does it better, and it's fresher. Old Dominic is that distillery. Make sure you pick up a bottle of Old Dominic at your local liquor store today. Gin, vodka, uh, their famous toddy. That's the OG, and it's getting into the winter weather. It is It is toddy time Right now, they also have whiskey, they have bourbon. It's the most fresh, most full type of spirit you can buy in the city of Memphis. And the distillery is right here, um, right on the riverfront, 305 South Front Street. And they have events all the time. You can check out all those events, Instagram, Twitter. They have their pages there on Facebook. You can check out what events they have. You can go to olddominic.com as well to check out the events and all the products they have. Um, and also, they're the Grizzlies' official spirit. The official spirit of the Grizzlies. And they have two bar locations inside FedEx Forum. And they want me to point you in the direction, because we have a home game tonight against the Raptors. I, they want me to point you in the direction of the Main Street Mule. And it's not it's not Main, M-A-I-N. It's M-A-N-E. It's Main Street. You can get it with uh, Tennessee whiskey, toddy. You can get it with uh, vodka. So get, go get that Main Street Mule when you're uh, going to enjoy that game against the Raptors tonight. But Old Dominic Distillery, they want you to come by and say hi. Now, it's time, Connor. Let's go ahead and get the small talk. Here on 92.9, we talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now, it's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Kuhn Show. And Small Talk is brought to you by Conway Services, reputable service available seven days a week. Now, Grambling Women's Basketball. Why am I talking about Grambling Women's Basketball? There's a reason that I'm talking about Grambling's uh, uh, women's basketball team. They beat the College of Biblical Studies last night by a uh, rather large margin. Uh Final score, 159 to 18. College of Biblical Studies is Division II, um, but it is a 141-point margin of victory, the largest in Division I women's basketball history. They made history last night, beating the College of Biblical Studies. I'll get to the jokes in a second. They write themselves. But uh, by the numbers, let's get into the numbers. Um, not only 141-point margin of victory, the largest in D1 women's basketball history, they started up 34 to nothing, so they had a 34 nothing start. They were up 82 to 10 at half. Grambling was over the College of Biblical Studies. Um, Grambling only allowed a single field goal in the third quarter. Just one field goal in the third quarter is all the College of Biblical Studies could get done. And then the College of Biblical Studies, let's go through their numbers. They finished with 57 turnovers. 57. 50. That is so hard to do. That is, it seems impossible to do. But 57 turnovers, they shot 8 for 43 from the field, which is 18.6%. That 43 field goals mean something because you want to know how many Grambling attempted in that game? 119. 119 to 43 field goal disparity, by the way. They also were 1 for 13 from 3. And this is probably, outside of the 57 turnovers, the most insane number here, Connor, because this seems just easy, right? They got to the free throw line 14 times. They made one. 
College of Biblical Studies was one for 14 from the free throw line. They were out-rebounded 61 to 20. That, I don't care the talent disparity. I don't care sort of what we're looking at here. That is really hard to do. And then the jokes write themselves. You did that to a damn Bible school? You did that to a Bible school. People, people that are studying to become religious leaders. You ran the score up. That is not, that's not godlike. That's not, that, the, our Lord didn't like that last night at ass kicking that you handed to the College of Biblical Studies. But that, I, I, I had to bring that up because that's insane. That just blows my mind. That boggles the mind. Yeah, I mean, they turned the ball over more than they shot it. That's pretty bad. <laughs> You might want to revise that team prayer because God was not with you last God night. Was <laughs> God, was, God was not with you last night. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And Grambling on the other side, I don't I, – my gosh. I, Were they pressing or something? Like 57 turnovers is – You would have had to press the whole game, right? It's a four-quarter game. Were they just walking down and handing them the basketball? I don't know. That's tough. Yeah, That's I mean, tough. That starting point guard had a rough night. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> they I think they did. Oh, my gosh. I think, okay, of all these stats, though, 141-point margin of victory, cool, is the most insane 157 turnovers. Are yeah, we agreed? that's the most, that's the I most also, insane. I also think 119 field goals attempted to 43 is pretty ridiculous, too. Not when you look at the turnovers. Yeah. And then the free throw line, it, come on. Do you practice free throws? Do you practice free throws? I mean, that's a that's Division One versus a D2 school. You don't think a D2 school would be that? I mean, you know they don't have as much talent. But that's the talent disparity we're looking at? Yuck. That is gnarly. Poor College of Biblical Studies. Grambling, that was not heaven-like, right? (laughs) Good God. Um, But, yeah, poor College of Biblical Studies um, took a 159-18 loss to Grambling State's women's basketball Team now into the Jimmy Kimmel Aaron Rodgers beef that I really don't want to talk about, but it it, it really does highlight something about Aaron Rodgers. Um, Aaron Rodgers was on the Pat McAfee show yesterday doing his Tuesday hit, and uh, I'm just just go ahead and play it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Bring it up, bring it up, Foxy or somebody back. Seats here. on it. We have Super Bowl Fifty Eight. You'll see it. The emblem. Put it on the screen, and then bring up Fifty Seven and Fifty Six. This has something to do with the Epstein list that came out. <laughs> Feels like, <laughs> feels like that's supposed to be coming out soon. That's supposed to be coming out soon. Look at this guy. He's been it's waiting in his wine people. cellar. Yeah. I've been waiting in my wine I, cellar for this thing. A lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, are really hoping that doesn't ah. Cut it off. Cut it off. That's, an, that's a clear implication on live television on one of ESPN's highest rated shows that Jimmy Kimmel's on the Epstein list. I don't care what you say. There's been a lot of people out there today that have discussed all of this nonsense. Well, he didn't directly imply. No, he directly implied that Jimmy Kimmel was on the Epstein list, that Jimmy Kimmel did not want it to come out. I think most people want it to come out so we know who was implicated uh, with. I mean, we're talking pedophilia here. Let's be completely honest. And to put Jimmy Kimmel's name in that, that's disgusting. And then Jimmy Kimmel did respond as he should. He should respond. He said, dear a-hole. For the record, I've not met, flown with, visited, or had any contact whatsoever whatsoever with Epstein, nor will you find my name on any list other than the clearly phony nonsense that soft-brained wackos like yourself can't seem to distinguish from reality. Your reckless words put my family in danger. Keep it up, and we will debate the facts further in court. There was a time before this season when the Jets were on hard knocks where Aaron Rodgers, I thought, ingratiated himself to more people. After, you know, years and years of years of, you know, we talked about his family not uh, being around him. He has completely uh, cut off ties with them. We were annoyed with him. 
it, it almost became cute, right, when we saw the Jets' hard knock stuff. It's not cute, man. It's not cute. When you implicate someone in something like this, someone of, of Jimmy Kimmel's stature, you are putting him in direct danger, in the line of fire by all the wacko nut jobs such as yourself that will come after him for assuming that he's on the Epstein list. It's nuts. It's not cute anymore. Like He, he has gone from the wacky uncle at a Thanksgiving dinner who just says, blurts out random things that make everybody uncomfortable. He's gone from that to the wacky uncle who's, who's crossed the line and will not be invited back to Thanksgiving. It's ridiculous, man. And I, I like I want to put a smile on my face and laugh this whole thing off, but it, this is not this is, you're dealing you're talking about someone's life and livelihood. And and, and honestly, Jimmy Kimmel, I, I would say that there's probably a court case that he could he could definitely sue the hell out of Aaron Rodgers for something like that. Listen, the the McAfee reaction today to me shows that there's probably some conversations happening behind. This is just not something to, to joke about. This is a, a list that is very serious. If it ever comes out, I'm, I'm still not... It's I'm, been delayed to it, January 22nd. Delayed. Is what so if it ever comes out, though, people that are on that list need to go to jail. And it's yes. not... There's no really if and or buts about that. But saying that Jimmy Kimmel's on that is dangerous because of the people and how they react to things like that. There are nut jobs out there that will go and try to harm people because they think that they might be on that list. I don't understand why he said that. It wasn't funny. How would he feel about if Jimmy Kimmel was like, well, he was on the list? And some people have pulled up, well, Jimmy Kimmel made fun of his hair one time. (laughs) That's not the same. It's not the same, same, you idiots. It's not the same. Oh, my god! You can't say that. It's ridiculous. Pat McAfee should be embarrassed. I honestly thought that I, his I, comment today wasn't that great. He was like, oh, it was all jokes and kidding. It's like, come on, man. No. Sometimes you got to step up and just say Aaron Rodgers, that wasn't some right. Some jokes are too far. You, 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 some, Stop giving some him a platform without joke. checking him. Exactly. He's got to start checking him a little bit. I'm, I'm over this Aaron Rodgers gets to go on McAfee and just say whatever he wants to. And Pat's like, ha, 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 ha. No, stupid. dude, check him. It's, it's ridiculous. ridiculous. And I, I feel bad for Jimmy Kimmel. I really do. Because I know the amount of hate that he has been spewed his way and the amount of people that probably know where he lived that have passed. Like, the, the amount of threats you get for an accusation like this is it's not dangerous. to be taken lightly. It's, it's very dangerous. And honestly, we've had a lot of dangerous Aaron Rodgers talk in the past, and this is just sort of coming to a head. It's not cute anymore. It's not cute anymore. Now, we have one more segment left in the day before we pass you off to Raptors versus Grizzlies. Ty Richardson on college football playoff and the national championship next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. 
Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.